Good afternoon, Jamie. Good, good afternoon, Keith. Let's see, there you go. I'm I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. I screamed. I'm sorry. I screamed in the last one. It, I edited it and I blew out my own eardrums. So I'm sorry <laughs> to stand up, soldier land. I will try a, to remember not to do that. Thank you. People got to hear that you would guess my weight as 140 pounds, though. So it was completely worth it. <laughs> You know, that's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. I got a new job. New job. How's it going? Good. I just walked into some incense, a cloud of incense. Why was there a cloud I'm, of incense, Jamie? Oh, <laughs> um, I'm trying, uh, have you, so I'd like to burn, um, things in my office to make it feel smell good. Uh, because you know, it's a basement and you know, in the uh, morning it doesn't smell that good. Um, and so do you know what those like, um, shout out. My daughter works at bath and body. No. Yeah. Bath and body works. Mm-hmm. So sorry if she's out there in stand up soldier land, I doubt it. No worries. <laughs> but if you burn those things, you know what those things do to your lungs? Have you ever seen like pictures of people's lungs that burn those candles in their houses? Cause I used to burn those all over cause I'd get them for free, you know? Uh-huh. I've never not good seen... for your lungs all the time. I don't think walking through a cloud of incense smoke is either is good for your lungs either. But I think smoke, regardless of what generates it, is probably not great for your lungs. But that's my I'm very very into opinion. I'm very very into stuff that is not good for your lungs. You know. So how's your uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving! I'm Happy thankful Thanksgiving. for you. Yeah, yeah. Thankful same, for. Same. For the stand-up soldiers, uh, thank you for all the Thanksgiving gifts. Did you get yours? Oh nope, I m- I missed it. But that's nah, just joking. Rough over here. Just joking. Um, but... Just joking. We don't have our PO box. Yeah, so Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was great. Actually, the the kids did good, which was basically all I can ask for in the stage of mm. having two toddlers. Um, mm-hmm. They did not blow up anytime we went out anywhere. They handled not having naps uh, pretty okay, and went back to Asher napping after we were done with it. Cause there's always that, there's that oh, weird the panicky risk that you're just like, so if he doesn't nap for two days, is he going to think he doesn't need these anymore? Cause that's a <laughs> big lie. And so thankfully, yeah, that's that went well. It was nice to see family. We only had two, two things to get to. Um, Kendra got sick twice in one week, two different sicknesses. Mm. So that was kind of crappy. Mm. But, uh, yeah. And then obviously with Thanksgiving comes Black Friday, which as a person at Shopify is kind of a big deal. Uh, oh, our- yeah. This is your first uh, Shopify Friday. No, my did one. I was here for it last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it does not affect me almost at all because yeah. since I work in shipping, merchants aren't buying labels. The mm-hmm. when Black Friday's like going nuts, you know, they buy them neck like so. Our, our code, every the code freeze was over yesterday, except for for us for shipping, we're still locked down until like next Monday because everything the merchants will be hammering our machine or like our mm-hmm. infrastructure until next week. So I'm in the situation where like this week I can't ship anything, kind of leads out. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's me jumping into like topical stuff. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, my Thanksgiving was uh, was great. It was relaxing. Uh, I drank a lot. My liver did not like that. Um, yeah. Um, went out. I don't do the Black Friday thing. So my my wife does because her parents do, and she likes to keep the uh, 
the old tradition. I can't. Um, I've, I've gone out for Black Friday two times in my entire life to buy something, and it was like I, I, I went wanted, out once. I wanted yeah. a set of pots and pans or something when I was fresh out of college, and I went with my girlfriend one time in high school. And then other than that, I'm like, this is stupid. I, I went. I went to go get my girlfriend, now wife, but my girlfriend at the time, uh, a a killer deal on like a CRT TV. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's how old I am. And, uh, dude, I, I was like, I questioned all of humanity then. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you see how it plays out in other ways now, but back then I was like, dude, I'm, I don't want to see this side of humanity. People are like getting in fights over microwaves and I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah. It's pretty weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing. But other than that, it was uh fabulous. I mean, the Buckeyes suck. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, wasn't a fan of that. Um, Also drank that day. Yeah, it was good. It was a good drinking fest. (laughs) Also watched soccer. You know, they had to throw soccer in there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I should tune into the World Cup. The only time I've ever watched soccer was the World Cup in like 2010 or something like that. Yeah. I've gone to one Columbus Crew game. Yeah, I was like, this is actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So it is cool, man. It's yeah, like, it's, it's really it's not fun. too bad. I know like now the I play it. The... I play a ton of rocket league. So I feel like I appreciate soccer oh. more because I play car soccer. So I'm yeah. like, I bet I would like normal same thing. soccer. It's just like yeah, yeah. an easy version of the game I play. Yeah. Same thing. Um, I, uh, you know, like scores, like my wife is like, how do you watch soccer? Cause I was, she's like, what was the score of the game? I was like, Oh, z- no, no. She goes, you watch the whole thing. I go, it's not about the scores. It's about the almost scoring. Mm-hmm. The almost scoring happens constantly. It's kind of like hockey, you know, a little bit. But mm-hmm. Dude, how do those guys do it? That's a lot of running. It's a lot Oof. of running. And also, I don't. you don't appreciate until you're looking at it from like a way zoomed out camera, how freaking huge uh, yeah. soccer pitch is. It's gigantic. Like it's yeah. so much space. But yeah. yeah. Weird. All right. Uh, and anything exciting happen in your last oh couple God, weeks? That was 10. Dude, if anybody's still la- listening. It was six um, minutes. We're fine. We're fine. All right. This is what right. they come for. Cut it out. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of work on Tatsu. Um, and one of the things I, well, actually the whole time I was working on is this uh, question management modal that mm-hmm. pops up. And allows you to change the questions you want to ask. Allows you to add a question, remove a question, move questions up and down. Uh, require market answer to be that needs to be required or not. So it did like all these things. And uh, so that took a while because um, it's hard to manage that state in Slack. I don't know if I talked about this last time. But, um, you know, we did a whole bunch of like crazy things to manage state and like on the other app that I work on. And that's because like, you know, you're doing all these changes, but all those changes need to be quote unquote in memory, right? Because you don't want to make any of those changes unless somebody hits save Mm. or roll back the changes if somebody hits never mind, right? Mm -hmm. Which is not something you want to do. So, um, or that I don't want to do. I feel like, so, wait, hold on. So before you yeah. even get to your solution, I think I, I want to chime in with how I imagine this working. And so yeah. if you can do it in memory, but that's like in memory as in Slack still pings you every time there's an event of them like moving things. Right. 
like moving things, yes. changing mm-hmm. things, whatever. Exactly. exactly. Um, so they update you in real time for those things. So you used a gen server for this, right? As like a change in progress or something. And then like it's you're not committing the change until like it reaches the final thing. And then you say, ah, this is the new state of the thing. Just ship it. You are correct, sir. I created a view state manager process, Mm -hmm. like supervisor registry. It was, it's pretty dope. Um, I haven't moved it to Juve yet because I wanted to test it on Tatsu. So it's still under Tatsu, but it works, it works pretty well where you just Yeah, that sounds like it would be almost perfect for this. Like you're like, oh, actually it turns out this is actually not hard anymore. Like in a way, right? Once you get it done, you're like, look at the ergonomics of this thing. This feels so good. So, um, yeah. And I did a lot of like research, like I, I started off really weird with this. So the view state manager wasn't a big deal, right? It's just basically a map mm-hmm. of keys and values. Right. And I wanted to be able to, to, to pass in a tuple of keys mm-hmm. because you want to have like, you know, it's specific to that user on this form, you know, for this request. Right. So I went through like, oh, should I make like a request ID and all that stuff? And I was like, yep, yeah, I'm not going to do that yet. So basically you pass in a, a tuple of keys and with a value. And then the view state manager takes care of like, you know, converting those to PIDs and all that stuff. Um, so that works really well. And so I was playing around with like, should I, ch- should I store change sets or should I store the structs or should I just store a map of changes? Should I implement a command um, pattern so that I could just push commands onto a, to a stack? And um, so I was playing with all this stuff. But in the end, all I do is I just store uh, the structs um, of just the questions. So the questions are part of a bigger thing called a meeting template. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that the modal needs some of those meeting template things, but the only thing that's changing in the modal are the question objects. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. So all I do is ch- is store that collection. And at the end, I create the change sets at the end for yep, those. That's exactly um, what I would have imagined when you were describing the problem. Yeah. Cause I, I tried because the problem, the, the one problem with that though, is there's no validation when you do it the way that I'm doing it. When you're replacing a whole collection on a parent object like mm. that's when that on replace on a has many fires and gotcha. by default it, ra- it by default it raises so uh you you know they don't really support that they don't really want you to use this unless it's for like scripts or you know setup where you're just like creating a whole like object you know at mm-hmm. once so um there's no the bad thing where there is there's no validation on any of those objects when they get serialized. Um, so I got to deal with that in a, in a nice world, but I, you know, yeah, so it is what it is. It actually allows me to store like a question without text, without the question text, you know, because it's not validated, even though it's required in the struct. So um, anyway, uh, yeah. So that took like a lot of time. Um, I also needed to add some things in Juve. I added like a, the view, um, there's another route I added called view closed. So in Mm -hmm. Slack, you can optionally tell like, Hey, let my app know when a modal closes. And I needed that to basically clear out the view state 
if they hit close and don't hit save, right? Yep, that makes sense. So I added that, and um, so it's like almost done. I've got nice. yeah. um, I'm ref- doing some refactoring. It's it's quite a messy thing. Okay, so going going back to the validation thing. So yeah. since you know what these questions are, assuming they map directly to what you need them to map to, couldn't you do the validation before you commit it back? Like yourself, like yeah. your use state manager could be like, okay, we're ready to commit. Now I need to do the thing and kick the validations back. I don't know how Slack works on that. So I don't know what the the hooks are for you to like present validations back to a modal. Um, yeah, you can do that. And you have to basically build those hooks um, yourself, which I'm going to build into Juve. But yeah, you basically have to build those hooks yourself. Okay. So you can say, hey, for this uh, action ID, which is basically an ID and an HTML um, element, um, mm-hmm. you know, this has an error and here's the error message. And then Slack will make the, you know, display okay. the little red box and whatever Slack does with that information. Um, I could do the validation. The problem, the problem with the validation is the validation for those questions. And maybe you can help me here because I don't know of a way. I know a lot about the has many, uh, uh, macro now. Um, but I need to validate those questions as a whole. And the one reason is because they have an index. So each question has an, an order index on it, right? So basically Uh knows how and so those order indexes i want those to all start at one i want those to all be in an order i don't want duplicates in in those for that template id Ooh, gotcha so you could i guess you could validate it you could validate it on a constraint that this meeting id and this index have to be unique it's a unique constraint right mm-hmm. so i guess you could validate it without needing that parent object and just talking to you about this, I nice. think I just solved my problem. Yeah, I think that yeah. would totally do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Solid. Uh, let me yeah, make a note for it. that. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I already get value from this. Um, <laughs> 77 episodes. In? Nah, I'm just joking. Just joking. There's been more. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, that's what I've been doing. Uh um, so I'm going to finish that up next two weeks. Um, and then I'm going to start kind of the same thing with schedule so you can manage your schedule, things like that. Nice. Um, and I think I'm going to make it a little more dynamic this go around. Um, because before, uh, you couldn't in the current version or the early version of Tatsu, you couldn't schedule different people on different days. It was like, this whole team has the schedule. And so now I want to make it a little more dynamic. So it's going to take a little more work, uh, but yeah. I can see that working though for like teams that have like alternating days off kind of situation, like a support team, right? Like they have to cover every day, but it's like everybody only works five. That's, that's the exact use case. I've had this use case come up several times from customers. So um, I'm going to build that in. Um, the other thing I really quickly want to talk about is, uh, um, just last time I talked about how, uh, you know, I wanted to release this in February, February 17th, Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, so I did some like looking at what needs to happen before then and like, um, did a little roadmap and linear, 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 I don't know, uh, task management thing. 
they have this cool like roadmap feature where you can kind of map everything out. Um, and A, I'm already behind uh, because I was supposed to finish that uh, question thing uh, last week, mm-hmm. um, but I'm still working on it. And B, like all the stuff, I like, there's no way I'm going to make it. So instead of like, you know, setting myself up for failure, I'm just going to um, try to find a date um, that's more realistic. And then that's going to be the date, man. And then scope will get cut from there. But gotcha. Well, can you do that in linear since you can roadmap things? Can you, did you get yourself a more accurate date? Kind of just looking at it. Were you able to do it that way? I, um, I, I, I did a little bit, like I kind of stopped as soon as I realized that that wasn't going to happen. And then I was like, then afterwards I realized like, eh, maybe I'll go back and see what a, a realistic date is. But I'm thinking it's probably going to be a month after that. Okay. It's probably sometime in March. St. Patrick's Day so. release, baby. Yeah. You <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> I will be in no shape for answering support. Uh, um, yeah. So that's it, man. How, was, how was your uh, last... Uh, vacation week um yeah so kendra was sick so i missed some work uh because of that i took days off to take care of the kids while she was sick so there's that and then there was code freeze too so uh i couldn't ship anything at work um which is a bit of a bummer but i did i had mentioned that for the ruby guild i was going to be speaking on hotwire um and i ended Mm -hmm. up going and doing my stuff on that and there there i came up to like these are areas of hotwire that I do not like kind of situation. Like the way the, how I got to where I needed to get, like, I was like, this is, it's either stupid or I'm wrong. And turns out I was wrong, but, uh, it's, I will say as someone who's looked at live view and coming over to hotwire, hotwire is cute. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. That's exactly yep. how I want to put it. Like it's cool for what it does, but oh, it's that's not, cute. Exactly. Right. Like it's like, a, oh, it's a it's the oh, baby version that. of live. View. Oh, you can you can talk over WebSockets. Yeah. Isn't that but you cute? send literally the entire HTML document. And like unless you, if you do turbo streams, yeah, it sends oh, a smaller chunk. But yeah. it, the turbo frames are literally like, oh, just send me the whole freaking page. And if this ID is on there, then just sub it into this spot. It's very simple to grok, but it is inefficient is the like. Like I went well, through. Well, it's not as inefficient as you know live view. Because I they don't as do that diffing. As, huh? They don't they don't do that whole diffing step that you know that live view oh. does, right? That the um, whole like you know they just send over bits of tuples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you're sending over bytes in yeah. in live view. Yeah, we're sending you're sending over kilobytes, you know, or whatever, yeah. and and yeah. else end. But it's like if you look at the request, it'll be like this is a turbo frame request as a header, and then it's literally the entire edit page that you requested, and then you just take the frame from that the ID and then yeah. just plunk it into the spot. Oh and yeah, I was like, that's right. Yeah. I was like, okay, I see what you're doing here. I I'm disappointed because I know a, an alternative way that this can be done, but the language is limiting, right? Like Elixir is just, well, it's special. Man. It, it's like, limiting. The way that it, it works. Is, yeah. And also like Phoenix came from, like it was born from WebSockets. You know what I mean? Like True. That is true. It has it's, the it's WebSocket always had DNA. something with WebSockets. Yeah. yeah it's, so I feel like it's had like a, you know, a five year head start on Hotwire. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, you know, and like, the, the state management thing, like the fact that it mm-hmm. is stateful, like yeah. live view components are stateful. So they can just be like, oh, this is the change set between a previous version and this version. This is all I have to send you. And exactly. like the fact that it can do that, like Rails will never have that equivalent of a thing, Mm-mm. right? Like that just Mm-mm. doesn't happen. Mm-mm. And so, yeah, that it was an interesting one. I was talking to one of our staff, other staff developers, and he's like, yeah, dude, you want to hear me? complain about this like just living because he he apparently worked for prior to coming to Shopify he worked for cars.com which is a big elixir app and mm-hmm. they he's like I think it's probably the largest live view app in the world like oh like, it's live view too yeah he, he uses live view for a bunch of stuff too apparently oh wow um, and so he's like I've got experience with this and coming over to rails he's like this just bothers me <laughs> and I was, <laughs> so we have the exact same mentality about it and I was so I had to preface my talk with like I'm going to probably complain about stuff that I have no right to complain about as a Rubyist because I dabble in other languages and I've experienced something different. And so overall, though, the experience was good. Like, I think for the the reason that I wanted to talk about this for the Ruby Guild is that we had the mandate to like no longer use React, don't use Polaris, our internal like uh, framework for components and stuff um, for internal stuff because we don't need React for internal stuff. And so use Rails, uh, server render stuff, and go from there. And then I'm like, well, Hotwire is here, and this can allow you to create better user experiences, even for internal tools. And it doesn't have to be hard. Like, mm-hmm. I took a, a thing and basically did, you know, one of the easiest examples of like when it's good to do this is when we used to do like nested or nested attributes for remember all that business where mm-hmm. you would submit like huge things yeah so it's it's basically doing that where it's like i had an object that has a has many relationship with this thing but but this thing is like such a small thing that i don't want to have like take you to a different page and render a different form and do that stuff so yeah. i'm just going to do it in line right like it's like the bare bones dumbest and easiest version of using this thing I and think, it worked great yeah. for yeah yeah, I think that's uh I think that was one of the goals, honestly. Like mm-hmm. not to get too fancy with it, make it feel like a regu- like you're just working with a regular Rails request and mm-hmm. response and you don't need any special thing in your form or Yeah. It's actually pretty neat the fact it's like I will give it this. It is a very good progressive enhancement thing. Like yeah. you can build all of your views it's standard true. Rails way, and then you're just plugging in some like turbo frame or whatever, that's and true. then you're good. Yeah, and I was like, that that's cool. pretty cool. Except for the case that I had where it was like, I want it. Like one of my things is that it basically renders a data table with this. And then it has like its actions off to the side. Well, you can't render, you can't use a turbo socket or a turbo frame inside of a table because a turbo frame is like a fake tag. And when HTML renders, it will rip it out of the table because you can't put that in a TR. Uh, it puts it outside <laughs> the table and then you can't do anything. So I had to build it out. Of, like I had to build a faux table or like a display table grid that mm. is just divs. But that means that the edit page for <laughs> for this particular item literally just looks like a table row. And I'm like, this is real oh hacking. Nobody's ever navigating to here. But if they do accidentally get here at some point, it will still work. And I'm sure that's uh, I'm sure that's lovely on the screen readers. Oh, I bet it's great. <laughs> yeah, so I'm yeah, sure. that was uh, unfortunate to to say the least. But yeah, overall, there's it was an interesting experience during the talk. I was like, there were some things that I'm like, this sucks. I can't have like turbo frames. I like the button has to be in the frame for it to do the replacement. That seems stupid. And then somebody's like raises their hand in the call, and they're like, yeah, actually, if you just add a data turbo frame 
uh, attribute to that link that's outside, it'll replace the frame. And I'm like, hell yeah, man, this is why we do it live. <laughs> yeah. So it told me how I was wrong. And then I was, they ran into another problem. And I was like, this is like the hackiest thing that I came up with, but I was battling with this for probably 40 minutes and could not figure it out. And they're like, oh yeah, the difference is you have to do X, Y, Z thing. Like, and uh, I was like, cool. And it made it better. Like just having somebody in the, on, um, on the call who had a little bit more experience was able to clear this up. Cause I gave it, like, I prefaced it with like, this is a developer's four hour exploration into this. So I could give a talk on it. We're going to build something real stupid. And, uh, <laughs> everybody's like, that was really cool. And then the other guys are like, yeah, you were like 95% of the way there. And I'm like, why didn't you get the talk Axel? Come on, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, Axel Rose works with you guys? Of course, man. Axel um, Godin. He's a paintball but, player. Um, yeah, so it was it was a good time though. That's cool. Yeah, it took me uh it took me a little bit like yeah. It took me a little bit to grok, you know, all the little pieces and what what was what. I think they got a little too fancy on breaking things up and, and stuff like that. And then and hot wire like turbo and hot wire. Okay, yeah. Which yeah. hot wire is not a thing. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah um, the turbo is the turbo. Thing that you're using. Yeah. Turbo frames and turbo, uh, turbo drive. links, turbo, turbo drive. Yeah. Turbo drive is the replacement to turbo links. It's like the yeah. navigational portion or whatever. Yes. Now. Yeah. But, and then so, strata, which is supposed to come out this year. Like I had a slide. It was like supposed to come out like last year. There, well, now it says this year, but there was like a, I had a slide that was like the, what is hot wire? And it's like, it's not actually a thing these are the things and it like yeah. goes through and kind of gives like the name and sort of what it is. And I got to strata and I was like, strata vaporware. <laughs> <laughs> when you fire your whole iOS team, it's not it's coming not anytime out. soon. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, billionaires. Um, what was I going to say? Damn it. I was on something. Oh, I threw you off. That you said they got a little oh, too built, cute, or it's a little complicated. Or yeah, I built, I rebuilt um, for a client of mine. They're like a portal. Um, it was for Benor. Yes, I, don't know if you I love that, that this yeah. app is still kicking, and they, they like you oh, still dude, come back to it. like replace it every day. Yeah. yeah, but all the like the dynamic pieces before were like in jQuery, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so this, you know, over the years they're like, Hey, this doesn't work, but we kind of do this and hit tab over here and then it works, you know? <laughs> and so there's like a lot of those. And I was like, dude, I'm just, this is going to be so nice to replace all this with, with hot wire. And so I did a lot of, not a lot. I mean, there's like just little chunks here and there, like you said, um, which was also sweet because I didn't have to like, you know, bring in, um, a bunch of like hacky jQuery, put that at the top of the page. Like mm -hmm. it was nice. It was nice to kind of just work with, uh, work with that. Just kind of like it was a rails app. Yeah. That's it's, really it's the only hot wire experience. Not too bad. Like, I mean, the more I get into it, I pro I'll probably enjoy it more and I'll come to like respect like what it is and not look at what it isn't quite as much, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So that was pretty good. I did. Oh shoot. There was something I was going to say. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, it's based on it. Uh, no worries. So, but, so that that was the presentation that went good. Yeah, the presentation went Where'd well. Other than that, I was working on um, pairing with some interns on a thing a little bit, mm. uh, which was a funny one 
because I was pairing with a front end intern who's like all in React land. And I'm like, yeah, the project that you guys got is going to be like 99% Ruby or just like HTML. Like you don't actually, it's not a React project. It's not any. And she's still like diving in and like working on stuff. But I was like pairing with her yesterday and she's, um, I'll, I'll just tell you what. So we're you're building. starting with like, like she's starting from scratch from with Ruby, right? Like, yeah, more or less. Like she's, she's towards the end of this internship or whatever, like okay. at Shopify, but like they're doing like a intern capstone project kind of thing. And mm. it's a bunch of different interns are like the whole team. And I'm the technical advisor for the project. And, um, so I kind of mapped out like, these are the things you're probably going to be able to build during this. Like if you guys get farther, here's like more stuff I can scope out for you if you need me to that kind of stuff. But, um, the, the big thing here is this, is that we, my boss created this like growth book thing that we, we do for like career management goals and all, all those sort of things for my team. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's very prolific and has like spread from team to team to team. And everybody's like, this is dope up to the CTO. Who's like, yeah, this is great. And so I was like, we, or she was like, Hey, do you, if you ever get bored and you just want to build an app for this, let's do it. So I'm going to do it as a hack days project in like February or something. But, oh, cool. uh, the interns kind of resurrected this because it was a previous hack days project that just never got anywhere. And so they're working on a segment of that that allows you to like, uh, it'll let you pull in achievements more or less. Like you can note achievements in your growth book. Uh, if people give you, we have a thing where you can like applaud somebody kind of publicly, you give them unicorns is what yeah, we call yeah. them internally. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you can see there's like. A, there's a popular Slack app called Hey Taco. And it gives, it gives people tacos, taco emojis inside Slack and. So nice. that's cool. Um, and then see what projects you've worked on internally too. And so you can see kind of an order that way when you're going to review this and like, look at like, Oh, what, did, how did I do over the last, like you do your impact review or whatever you can see, like, these are things I did here, accomplishments I thought I had here, things people mm -hmm. uh, thought I did well, that kind of thing. But anywho, they look a little different because we're making like a timeline that has multiple types of data in it. And I was like, oh, this actually won't be too bad, guys. Like, they all have, like, a date that is equivalent to them, and we just need to do some sorting or whatever. So we're pairing yesterday, and I'm like, uh, I'm just I'm just going to write this Ruby thing for you. And, like, trying to debug where I forgot I used sort instead of sort bang, and I was, like, trying using a reader method. And I'm like, what in the world? She's like, how would you even, like, Ruby doesn't, like, throw an error? I'm like, well, it's, I mean, it's not a, it's not an error. It's like the computer is yeah. doing what I told it to do. I was just wrong. And so that was one thing I spent some time doing. It's just like working with people on that, but realizing that like a lot of times with interns, I just like, I suck at mentoring interns because I just blow yeah, past been, stuff. Yeah, like I'm just, it's been a long just, time. It's been yeah. a while since you've been there. You know what I mean? Like you mm -hmm. need to, you need to kind of be, um, yeah, be near that spot. That's kind of why I want to, um, I've been thinking a lot about making a, an elixir, um, like beginners course to get pe more people into Elixir. Cause I feel like I'm still close enough to that, mm -hmm. that like I can, like, I still remember like, what the fuck is OT? Like, what is this? <laughs> what is, what OTP? is this little carrot thing in front of a variable? Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, man. They're just, uh, I want Elixir to expand more God damn yeah i want it to be bigger i'm i'm it still blows my mind that it's not i like that rust is growing as a language like it's pretty cool yeah. that that is continuing to grow but i'm like elixir that's like, ha definitely has that's like place. a specific like niche almost like rust seems to be like you know like the wasm 
language well, of, a, of a well yeah it's like kind of a wasm language you figure it's uh a security focused language mm -hmm. like because you just there research just, language yeah. well yeah it's i guess it is kind of becoming a research language too isn't yeah. it it's, i mean it's performant right it's like point one it's like maybe a percent slower than uh than c right like yeah. it's yeah, yeah yeah it's super fast and so it's got all these other benefits to it it's got a crazy good type system so like i'm glad that it's growing and i want to add that to my toolkit is something that i can like pull mm -hmm. into projects when i need like hyper performance but i'm like elixir just hits that sweet spot of like insane performance the easiest concurrency you've ever seen and oh, a language that's productivity. En enjoyable to use yeah. And yeah, and so productivity, I'm, like it yeah. almost like it doesn't touch the rails productivity because that ecosystem's just crazy. Um, but it's close, man. Like the Phoenix mm -hmm. ecosystem is pretty close. You know? I bet given given like six months of professional time working in Elixir, I could probably be faster in Elixir than I would be mm -hmm. in Ruby nowadays, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just there's yeah. I don't know. There's just so much stuff that comes up, like even just little things like the type system. And well, I guess dialyzers can be a bit of a struggle sometimes too. Oh, yeah. uh, I, well, just the thing that you said, the error that you said, like you'd never, <laughs> you never need that error in Elixir, right? The sort oh, true, bang, yeah. the sort, right? Uh -huh, you just yep. pipe it into sort and I don't know. Everything's just a, just a function, man. Everything's just a, uh, enum reduce or map like yeah yeah it's just it's pretty amazing yeah cool cool uh Ooh. so what uh what else is coming up dude uh um, taking any time up? off i yeah so i'm my last day of work is the 16th of december i think and then Damn. yeah i'm taking the last couple we have a like holiday shutdown between christmas and new year's uh anyway for like everybody and mm -hmm. then i'm taking the week off before and then the week before that, so the week of like the 12th or whatever, I'm actually going to be in Toronto uh, oh. hanging out with my team in person. So oh, you're going cool. to the mothership. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this is funny, right? So we, since we, we still own offices that we just don't use. Mm -hmm. uh, so they yeah. become, don't you port, own the port. CN tower or not? I, I don't think so. Okay. I'm just um, <laughs> but uh, I'm like, what are you, I don't even know what that is, but I've never heard the name. It's the space needle of the North. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so we still no, have no, some offices and we've turned them into what we call ports. We have a whole like internal application for like booking ports for like different bursts is another, like where your team flies up there to do work stuff, hang out, like oh, kind yeah. of team building kind of stuff. But we have like a catering staff in the building and like all this stuff too. So it's like, we go to burst and there's like catering there for like lunch and breakfast and stuff. It's pretty sweet. Um, have you been then, there before? I have not. So the Toronto. I've yeah. I'm I'm excited to go. Uh, also, our esports team is in one of the floors, so I'm hoping I can work my way up there. Just to, hold, for one, hold, I just want to see. Wait it. a second, time, dude. You've been working there for over a year, a year and a half. Oh, what? Right? Yeah. And you're just now telling me that Shopify has its own esports team. Yeah, we have our own esports organization. We have a Rocket League, a Halo. A, oh, it's just an internally thing, right? An no, internal... no. We compete at like the on the world stage. Like we're actually pretty good in Valorant and uh, and Rocket League. Our Halo team's not very good. We also sponsor StarCraft players too. Wow, um, that's pretty but, cool. So I'm I'm kind of excited to go up there because like I'll. I'll put a link in the show notes of like a rocket league clip from the Shopify rebellion 
from uh, probably like a month and a half ago or whatever. It's probably the coolest like comeback in a game that's ever happened in professional Rocket League. So in Rocket League, I'm just going to, it's Rocket League aside here. If the ball is in the air, it's fair Hmm. play. So even if the timer is up, if it stays in the air or it touches the wall or the ceiling, it's good. So they, we were down two to four against FaZe Clan, which is one of the best teams in the world. And we scored a goal with one second left. So we were down three, four, but there was only one second on the clock. That means we do a kickoff where like two cars come mm-hmm. flying at it. And, and if kept it, it in rolls on the ground, game over. Yeah. And so they kept it in the air for a while and scored it. And so tied it up. So it goes into overtime because you can't tie in Rocket League. And uh, and then we won in overtime. But it was like in a matter of like two seconds of game time, we scored two goals. And it was it was pretty nuts. Um, but I'll, I'll share a clip in our show notes for it. But I don't think so they're in the, the, the team though. Are those all Shopify employees or is no. those just Shopify, no. just sponsors? We, we own the team, but yeah. the team, they're just like people who are good at yeah, the yeah, end, yeah, right? yeah. Like they're yeah, yeah. just general. Got it. Got it. Okay. That, that's, so that would be cool. Okay. I want to, I want to go check out the office. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we happen to be sponsoring it. We're not sponsoring. We're like offering up some space to some people on a different esports org, uh, Gen G. And one of them happens to be my favorite rocket league player. Who's a, like a British dude. And Dang. he hangs out in the office because I've watched his videos like in his like screen. I'm like, he's in the office because while well, he's like recording and the lights go out because they're all like automatic. And so there is occasions where he's just like, like waving to like, turn the lights. <laughs> uh, so it kind of makes me laugh. But uh, yeah, so that's something I'm kind of excited for. That's up. cool. Yeah. That you got any cool. vacation plans? Or are you? No, no, I, I no. just going to work because I, I don't have a. F- billion dollar company behind me um i may uh yeah no that's it that's all i got man nothing okay. all right well i will talk to you in a couple weeks maybe maybe we'll we'll figure that out yeah we'll have to figure that out but yeah sounds maybe good, i'll just go to toronto and we can just do it in person there you go we'll record in the time. yeah the Peeps. there's probably a recording booth and in, inside the uh the port somewhere. oh i'm sure well i'm sure if if they own uh an esports team i'm sure there's a, a recording booth true true <laughs> all right dude all right later man Peace!